0: Hey, this is Teresa Kelly, and this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And you know, I love doing these shows because the people that I get to share with you are so freaking cool. You know, a lot of this show is is in providing hope and inspiration. A lot of what I am about is showing you how you can overcome hard things, how you can you can go through life, deal with it, handle all the stuff, and then on the other end live just fiercely freaking brilliant. Like you can live an amazing life. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it. When you're in the middle of it, oh hell no, it does not feel like it. But we are here today with Tiffany Walker, who is one of just I just love this woman and her husband. Oh my gosh, I've been having fun playing with the Walkers. So so I want to introduce you to Tiffany who has just uh, such an amazing heart, such an amazing spirit, and you will not believe her story. And so Tiffany, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I love it. Love it. Love it. So tell us what you guys do. To, and I say you guys because you and Jack are in partnership. So it's not just yes. your business. So, you so Tip
1: and Jack, um, yes. we work with empaths all over the world mm. to teach them, educate them on how to manage their energy. Um, all, everything that you need to know about being an empath so that you can have more connected relationships and better health and make more money. I mean, it's, we run the gamut. Our job really is to help empaths live as empowered empaths and to find the joy that comes from being these amazing healers.
0: Mm, Nice. And I'd assume most people know the term empath, but if somebody is a little fuzzy on it, let's just, let's just get really clear so people can follow the discussion and hopefully have the like, holy crap, that is me. I didn't know. So, so just how do you define empath?
1: So an empath is a person that actually is, um, many people call it a highly sensitive person, but an empath is a person that feels other people's emotions and feelings and feels everything around them deeper. In fact, um, it's now been scientifically proved that the empath brain, the highly sensitive person brain actually works differently than 80% of the world. So the mirror neurons in the brain are more active than most of the people around them. And that's why empaths or highly sensitive people feel like they are foreigners around everyone else. They're like, I don't really fit in here because everything I experience is much bigger than what people are talking about.
0: Does that make sense? It does. And it can be so crazy. You know, I have my journey story and when you're going to talk about your journey story, But if you are a person who is more sensitive, there's a lot of shame and a lot of, a lot of comparison, a lot of like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just go into a crowded bar? Or why can't I, why can't I be like everybody else?
1: Right. Oh, yes. That's
0: such a big deal. You really do. You can feel you're different. You can feel it.
1: If someone were to say, do you feel different? A, a, A highly sensitive person would say. I'm totally different. I can't tell you exactly how, but I feel different than everyone around me. And the truth is, is you are different. Right. So, and it, it, and it's not a bad thing. You're actually a very special energy Mm -hmm. and accepting
0: it gets a little tricky sometimes. Yeah. For me, it's like the blessing and the curse. When you understand the blessing, that's awesome. And, you know, I tell my boyfriend, that I am a Stradivarius and we don't throw this in a trunk. (laughs) Like if you had a Stradivarius, you would have to care for it exquisitely. But it's taken years to get to the space of saying, no, this is just what self-care has to look like for me. Absolutely. Because if you don't, you're going to be, there's so many downsides. But you, you you have such an amazing story of getting to this. Like it's an, ex- everything you, you do, Stephanie, you do big, like you, <laughs>
1: uh, I know, I know. Sometimes I wish it was a little bit smaller.
0: <laughs> yeah. If Tiffany's got a story, it's not a little, yes. Yeah, and she pivoted a slight bit. Tiffany's got the whole. Life. Yes. It's crazy. So tell us your journey to understand that you're an empath because, because today, like this, is, you right now are the after, right? You are living, you absolutely a magnificent life. Yeah. So somebody could look at you and say, well, she looks great. Like she's got a happy marriage. She's beautiful, happy, happy. And I know there was a time when it was not. So, so start there so the folks can see the journey. Okay.
1: Um, I guess I'll just start with the very first thing is that I was born with these really interesting gifts. So as a little child, I was born as a psychic medium. So I was seeing spirits and I was having all kinds of crazy experiences as a little kid. And I'm talking like two and three years old and I didn't know what was going on. So I thought monsters and ghosts were real. Mm -hmm. And my mom thought I was mentally, um, that I had mental illness, and she didn't really understand. And I was crying all the time. I was at, I was about as miserable of a little kid as you could imagine because I could not understand what was going on around me. And so I was scared to death. I just was wow. uh, kind of a little disaster. And I always wore my little princess dress because I wanted to be a princess, but I was having all these experiences. So I was always in trouble and I felt everything so deeply. And I felt the emotions and feelings of the adults around me and how, what it made me feel like a burden. And so I just was just not very happy at about the age of eight. My mom said, we've got to get this little girl into the doctor and do something because she's not mentally well. So they put me on antidepressants at, at the age of eight, which didn't change my gifts, but it made me more subdued in joy and in the scary things. Um, it didn't work. So they tried me on more medication and they just kept adding and adding and mm. adding all through my teenage years until by the time I was 18 i think i was on 25 psychotropic drugs and that lasted about 25 years total oh, okay. so doctors had no idea what an empath was but i also had a lot of health problems because i was a physical empath as well which i can talk about that as well but um it just kind of was a bit of a shit show trying to figure out what was wrong but i went deep into study to try and fix myself because doctors couldn't do it. I had the weirdest health issues. Like I had internal bleeding and they did six surgeries to find out where the source was coming from. And my urine looked like it was Pepsi. So they knew there was blood coming from somewhere in here, but they could not figure it out. And finally, they just sent me home. And I remember one day sitting on my bed and I said, I know I have a big mission in this world and I don't have time for this shit. And the bleeding stopped immediately and never came back again. And that's when I started to understand my brain and the outcome of my life. So I just delved into deep study all the while being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, ADHD, OCD, um, everything except for schizophrenia, and if I would have told them I was talking to, oh them yeah, people, absolutely, right. <laughs> but I knew I wasn't supposed to talk about that, so wow. it it was just a pretty wild journey. And it wasn't until probably I was um, thirty, I went in for fourteen
0: rounds of shock therapy in my brain. And oh, hold, hold, hold! hold. You, yeah, you just can't race over this, darling. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, people that have this experience. Often don't make it out. They're like chronically Correct. mentally ill, or they're so damaged, yeah. or they're broken by the system. Yes. So, so, and and I know you were in a very religious family, so I'm assuming there was no like, hey mom, wow, weird, dead people are talking to me. Like you probably couldn't communicate that, right? Well, did I did. Die? I had
1: a lot of spiritual experiences that I would talk to my mom about. My okay. mom is also an empath. Oh, okay. We didn't know what that was. Okay. So, we just thought we were different and mm-hmm. and she was a single mom and kind of had to develop a thicker skin to support mm-hmm. her family. So, I would tell her about some of my spiritual experiences and some of the scary ones with darker energies, and she did believe that, but we assumed that that was because of our religion and the things okay. that we believed in there, I kind of associated the two of them with the religion that I was in, that it's like, Oh, I'm this religion. So I, maybe God has chosen me to have these experiences. Okay. That's the okay. only way I could make sense of
0: sense it. Okay. Yeah. But how are you, how do you, again, like people that have had shock treatments that that's, They reserve that for the worst of the worst. Like when people,
1: I I was diagnosed the worst of the worst. Yeah. If
0: you've ever been in the mental health industry, it it is heartbreaking because there is no, there's nothing that works. So how did you, how did you, A, am thinking of your self-esteem being told how insane you were, the Mm -hmm. hopelessness of nothing working 20 years of being on the drugs blunts you and changes you plus the health issues. You weren't in good health. Yes. How does one recover from that? Like, where do you even start to? Oh, you know, I had such
1: a strong belief in source energy. Okay. Um, at the time, you know, I called that energy God. Now it's so much bigger than that for me. And I had this intrinsic understanding and belief that I was here to live a life of joy.
0: Wow. So in the I middle just, of all this, shit, I knew it even though you had all this suffering and all this hopelessness on one hand. Yes.
1: Oh, the hopelessness was so huge, but there was just this thing in me that I'm like, I know that I am supposed to have a joyful life. I have no idea how to do this, but Mm -hmm. I will find it. And I have, but it to get there. Oh my goodness. And, and when I did get the 14 rounds of shock therapy, I lost my memory. So it was a brain injury. Yes. And, It wasn't my last brain injury for God's sake. And, um, I started after that, I began to recover from the brain um, damage that I had from the ECT. And it took me a couple of years. I still am missing some of my memories, uh, when my kids were little. Um, but I just kept knowing that there was more and I studied and studied and studied everything. you could get your hands on every medical book, about the mind and body connection. And I learned so many things and how powerful the brain actually is. I just, I was like, Oh, I can heal myself. I did it with my internal bleeding. I can do it again. And I did. And that's how I did it is by having that understanding of the brain.
0: So this is a story and, and, and case people go ECT it's electroconvulsive therapy. That's shock therapy. So I want to make sure he's following here. I don't want people to get confused with the terms, so, the story is i and I love this i I believe that we come in with some with soul work, right, yes, and you knew like and it's crazy because you knew you were here for joy, and everything yes. in your life was the contrary to joy, it was actually hell, we might call it hell um <laughs> yeah. and it's true, so true how, true true so so you sort of whisked over it, like, yeah, so I just started studying and reading how though is one if one is at that place going i'm in a a situation that seems hopeless, and yet there's a little part of me that believes there's more. How do you help people not give up on that when the preponderance of evidence to the, is to the contrary? Like, how yeah. do you? Because you might not have to have the situation Tiffany's in. You might just be in a life that's like, God damn it, this is hard right now. And I don't want to kill myself because I know there's more, but I don't know how to get to the more. So, how do, how do people just cling to that knowing? Well, it typically
1: comes in and hearing someone else's story, okay, of, uh, of like transition of like, oh, this is where I was, and this is where I am now. And I always looked for those stories in other people Beautiful. Beautiful. because I saw that, and I was like, there's something bigger here. And I have shared my story for so many years; I can go over it really quickly with bullet points. <laughs> but the tr- you know yeah. Yeah. truth is is that there were years and years where I was in bed when in my first marriage, I was in bed for the first eight years of my marriage wow. and, um, I could get up on occasion. I was so drugged out of my head. I mean, I was on Thorazine. I was on every Benzo you could think of Thorazine wow. like that old drug yes, for that they used back in the sixties, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I had two babies during that time. And I was on Thorazine when I was pregnant. It, it was just, oh it was God. just such a wild a wild experience and i just knew there was an answer and little by little um it actually was a 12 step program that changed everything and it was because i had to get off all my medications mm-hmm. um because i couldn't afford insurance anymore cuz my husband mm-hmm. at the time lost the job and i started working the steps it was interesting mm-hmm. because uh, you know i i did a moral inventory i looked at all the things that i had done that I wasn't proud of and forgave myself and made amends with people that I needed to make amends. And I learned that there was, I had a deeper, I, I knew this already, but I had a, a, it kind of expanded my mind with a God that actually wants me to be happy instead of wants me to struggle that shifted some things for me. And that's actually the meeting I met Jack in. Wow. And it was those conversations that I had that I was explaining my gifts and my yeah. life. And we started talking, and everything began to unravel so it could come together. Right. And right. it's oftentimes when people hear my story and where I was and where I am today that they're like, well, I have the same feeling that I'm supposed to have joy. Yeah. And so if she can do that, right. maybe I can.
0: I love that. I love that. And yeah. that's why. You know, technically, I, I have business clients, right? I'm technically, I, I masquerade as a business coach, wink, sure. wink. Um, and this isn't a business podcast. There's all kinds of places where we can, you know, you get great marketing advice and get great sales advice, but there's right. not as many places where you can hear powerful leaders say, and there was a time when it sucked and let me show you how to get out of it. So I oh, love, yeah. I love that you said like, let you know, the story. So gang, listen to the stories of this podcast and other podcasts And you guys got to a podcast too. So, yeah. okay. So you met Jack. When did, when did things, when did you kind of go, oh my God, I am an empath. And that's what this means because you kind of have to reorient your life as an empath, right? Yes. So yes. when did you, <laughs> is that stating stating my, is understating oh, it, right? Oh yeah. So
1: so through all the conversations with Jack, um, we talked nonstop solid for six months. I shared everything that I understood. And he said, I have been so amazed my entire life with the mystical realm. And I was the oh. walking mystical realm. So he was like, tell me everything. And, and I've, I'm dyslexic. So I did not read, I can read medical journals and books well, but anything else I struggle with. Okay. Which is so funny, yeah, so yeah. fun. So he said, "There are some books I need to share with you about the things mm. that you're talking about that you've experienced with, you know, learning from beings of light and all this." And and he said to me, "He said you will be amazed that the things you're talking about have been written about for thousands of years." And I, it blew my mind. I had
0: no idea. I oh, had no clue.
1: Yeah. about the law of attraction. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking about the law of attraction and the things that I had learned. Um, through my own life experience. And then also having these extraordinary spiritual experiences. And he said, you need to hear some things. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So when we had had all these conversations, um, we decided to start a business and it was thought tracks, coaching and healing. It's our business now. Yeah. And when we learned about empaths is because 90% Five to ninety-eight percent of every client that came in was an empath. Yeah. And I always knew I was an empath, but I just didn't think anything about it. I had kind of a bad attitude about being an empath. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't mind talking about this. Right, right, right. right. I can do whatever I want. I do not have to self-care. And um, when I realized all the people that were coming in were empaths by the law of attraction, of course, because Jack and I are both highly sensitive. Um, that's, I worked myself to the bone and got pretty drained and wasn't feeling well. And it was time to say, oh, I have to design a life that supports my sensitivity. Yes. Uh, Otherwise I'm going to do myself in. Yes. And so I made a decision and then I suffered my second brain injury, which I talked about in your other podcast. Yes. So it's been probably four years that I find that I said, yes, I am an empath and I will live as an empowered empath. Right. And this is very hard for me. And it took, probably took me a year and a half of crying because I was so upset about it. <laughs> Literally.
0: I was just but like, wait, but what was the meaning? Like, what was the like, holy shit, I'm an empath. Really? Like, like what in the beginning there was a negative part. What, what did that mean for you? It
1: meant that I'm never going to feel completely okay. I'm not yeah, going to feel yeah. like
0: everybody else. Yes. Yes.
1: Like I'm going to have to rest. I'm going to have to shield. I am going to have to pay attention to where I spend my time. I'm yeah. going to have to set really strong boundaries. Yeah. And I was mad.
0: <laughs> yes. I still hear that. I hear that energy, but you know, and like, yeah. let's just, let's just, if you're listening to this, cause I know when I, when I heard, I came across Elaine Aaron's book the highly sensitive person, Yeah, it was literally like, I'm not fucking cr- like, wait, what? Right. It's my nerve. Like literally you are wired differently. Your nervous system is different. Like that's what tips yeah. from the very beginning. You do not have the same, you can't walk about the earth with yeah. all the stimulus and all the shit yes. and all the toxic people and go, Hey, I feel great. You'll be assaulted by it. Yeah. And when you understand it, that's the blessing and the curse, but then yeah. to live into it, like you said, I got to set boundaries. I, it, you're, you know, like my Max husband used to. My nickname was um, "special needs" because I had, I had, I know how freaking toxic is that. But he was just like, "Oh my god, you and your special needs!" And I'm like, "Uh huh." I can't. It's yes. too bright there. Too smoky there. They're too loud. And so, on one hand, you can be like a big pain in the ass if you're an empath. Right? Absolutely. And, and this is what makes people basically kind of go, "Oh, do I have to?" And so let's talk how you get into acceptance of that and then how we turn it into the blessing that it really is.
1: Yes. Um, When you finally accept that it's okay to be an empath, that's, that's the thing. And once you understand empaths are the healers on the world, and this is a calling, this is not just like, oh, (laughs) I have a sort of dysfunction. (laughs) Um, Actually, we chose this uh, before we Mm. came to this life experience. And that we are healer just by our very essence and presence of standing in a room begins to heal the people in the room. If you know that about yourself, you can live very empowered. And many people don't know this about empaths, but we're very gifted in lots of different things. One thing we hear from empaths all the time is, well, I have this talent and this talent and this one and this one, and oh, I do this. And I just can't make up my mind of what my mission is. And so we have all these gifts to bring to the world and it can be so overwhelming and then keep us stuck. But once you understand that your very presence is a healing component on this planet, you're here to help the healing of the planet. And it's happening right now. Wow. Um, it's easier to accept that it's, it's a calling and a gift instead of like this terrible because all we're trying to do is fit into a box like other yes, people. Yes, absolutely. You really no, can't. can't. I mean, right. you, you'll everyone will spend that. Every empath spends some time trying, yeah, um, to do that. But yeah. it after a while, you wear yourself out, and your nervous system is shot. And that's usually when people find Tiff and Jack. Yes, because they're like, uh, I'm in my uh. 40s, 50s, or 60s, and I, I'm I'm in bed a lot. I'm toast, and I don't know what to do. And we're like perfect timing because we yeah. have some really amazing things that that are really simple that you can do to begin to heal your nervous system, so you can actually get out and enjoy life.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about some symptoms. If somebody's an empath, well, so let's just go over how would you like? What are some? I don't mean to say symptoms, signs of being an empath, and sure. then symptoms of you're in burnout or your nervous system is jacked. So start with the. What, what do ex- empaths experience or how do they experience it differently? Some signs, maybe.
1: Um, oftentimes, um, empaths are wondering, am I feeling someone else's feelings or are these my own? Like, that's always the big one. It's like, yeah. I was fine. And now I'm listening to someone talk about their pain. And I feel like it's actually happening to me. Yeah. And it confuses people. They're like, that is the weirdest thing. And the truth is, is that the empath literally absorbs other people's feelings and emotions or other objects into their muscles, tissues, and organs. And you feel it as though it is your very own and it, does, it won't match your vibration. So it's very upsetting to you as a whole. I mean, it's just like, this feels bad. And so you actually feel worse than the feelings that you're actually carrying from someone else because it doesn't match your vibration. So you have to kind of learn how to deal with that and how to like stop that from happening as much as possible. There's no perfect science, but there, there's a lot of things that you can do that make it so much better. So that's the main thing. And then sometimes you can feel sick or tired. All of a sudden you're just like, why do I have this headache? I'm sick to my stomach. I need to lay down right now. And when I was learning from. Elaine Aaron, she has such a serious schedule. She, in fact, she'll say to her husband, she says, she says, I have to lay down right now. Do not talk to me. (laughs) Just, I, it's happening. He's like, okay, go, go, go. She lays down. She checks her email very rarely. I mean, she lives a very, very Serious, boundaryed life, so that she can take care of her own sensitivity. And thank God for the work that she did, because uh, it was yes. her Binary. that that found the the brain difference with highly sensitive people. It was through her brain scans, and she's like, wow. "Look, the mirror neurons are more active than everyone else."
0: That's fascinating. Yeah, well, it's amazing. It's, it's also the physical, but it's also the emotional stuff, right? Yeah, like, like so you can pick up on. So you might not have the headache or the stomachache, but so, like. Uh, you know, I, I know when there are world disasters or upheavals, ugh, you know, you can yes. feel all that more. We can feel the yes. terror more. We can, you know, scary movies yeah. are scarier. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Yes, you really do have to pay attention. Like um, most empaths cannot watch um, violent movies or scary movies or movies where animals or people are being hurt, um, things like that, because they'll absorb that. Um, you have to pay attention yeah. to the music that you listen to, yes. uh, the people that you engage with, if they're energy vampires, it's not a good idea to spend a lot of time with those people. Um, you just have to start paying attention to your physical responses. Mm-hmm. So those emotional things where you feel drained or you feel like crying for no reason when you went to the mall to buy a purse and right. you come home and you're like, I don't, I don't know why, what but happened? I just feel like I need to sob and that I've lost someone, but no one's
0: dead. Wow. You know what I mean? You know, it sounds like, why in the hell would anybody want that? (laughs) So, so there's the, it's a little hard and there's the, and these are the practices. So the first to me is acceptance. If you understand what's happening to you, you're not crazy. You're not mentally ill. um, You're not special needs, a pain in the ass. Like, right. Yes. (laughs) You have some gifts. So let's talk about boundaries because I think boundaries, claiming your sovereignty, because that that is yes. so important. And I feel like a lot of empaths are very likely people pleasers or a little codependent. And I Absolutely. don't want to bother because I'm such a bother all the time because I have to have the environment right. I don't want to ask for yet another thing, right? So right. How, how do you teach your empaths to use your voice, stand up for yourself when everything in you is like, oh you know what I mean? When you have to set boundaries, you have to, you have to break it down.
1: Okay. So you have to take a look at the smallest particle. Otherwise you can get too overwhelmed with the thought of like, how do I say no? And how do I do this? So the very first thing we teach people is the art of saying no and easy ways to say no, that, um, don't feel like you're hurting someone's feelings. And one of the things that we teach empaths first off, is if someone asks you to do something and you don't feel like you can do it, all you have to say is, oh, thank you so much for thinking of me, but I have an appointment right. and empaths typically don't like to fib. So this is why this works because it doesn't have to be an appointment at a doctor. You can have an appointment with your own self care. Yes.
0: i have having right? appointment with a toilet or, or with, right. A it's like, oh,
1: I'm so sorry. Thank you for thinking of me, but I have an appointment at that time. Right. And then people are like, Oh, thank you. And then you can leave and you don't feel, it's not like you're going up and saying, no, I'm taking care of myself. You're too much. (laughs) Um, it keeps the energy clear. So the empath doesn't have that terrible response of letting someone down. And that's the begin. that's where you start beginning to practice is the art of saying no.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I know. You and Jack have an amazing Facebook group. I've seen some of your video. I'm in it. I've seen some of your videos and your your freebies. Yeah. You you to over deliver. Like you like, because I think I think being an empath, being on the journey, right? It can be like, oh, those empath people were they're just like fragile, weak. They're just so, you know, because there's that that kind of persona uh-huh. of, oh, she's too sensitive. Oh, don't, don't. And you two are fierce as fuck. Like you two are just really, you are fierce. (laughs) Like that's why you're here three times. I've got three episodes with the walkers, right? And so you really embody not the like, oh, you poor little empath. You embody how to live big and bold. And so tell folks where to find you and how to follow you because you you really are. And you give a lot of teaching for free. So you give a lot and you've got programs. So just where do they find you? Well, you can find us on our page called
1: The Connected Empath. And it is a page of support. We keep it very, very high vibe. It's not a place to come and vent your sorrows and your struggles. It's a place where people share their empowering messages um, that will lift you when you're in the sorrowful sorrowful place. Um, One thing that we teach empaths very, very um, quickly is how to get out of victim mentality. Mm. Uh, Victim mentality is very easy to come by as an empath because we've had lots of experience where we've been victimized. Right. And when you understand that you get to create a life that feels better then you begin to start seeing the positives of everything. And that's what that page is about. So it's yeah. very, very positive. And I keep an eagle eye <laughs> on that page because said, um, sometimes sometimes uh, people can get in there and start uh, are not very nice. And we remove those people yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's one of our boundaries. We're just very, very serious, but um, we do offer a lot at no cost because Um, typically when empaths find us, they're, they're not doing that great. Yeah. And so we offer a lot of really quick information so that they can start living empowered right now. Yes. Yes. And so it's, it's the connected empath and it's, it's Mm -hmm. a delightful place to be.
0: Yes. And we'll, we'll have that in the show notes um, on the page that you're watching or listening. And So as we wrap up, what are some of the blessings or the gifts of being an empath? Now you said we're here to heal. And some people might feel heaviness around that. Like, oh, good hell. that is So beyond healing the planet, what are the gifts? What's the magic when you can embrace it and really start walking this path? What are some of the really cool things that open up as a result? It's that the thing that I think is the most amazing, and this is just my
1: own perspective. Mm -hmm. And I know that many empowered empaths feel this way is the deep connection with all things. Yes. Not only do we, can we pick up the negatives, but we also absorb the joy all around us, yeah, yeah, which is so like, and I'm sure Therese, you've had this experience where you've gone and you've had this experience and you're so filled with blissful feelings that you're yes. like, Oh my God. Yes. This is, this yeah. is what heaven must feel like yeah. that type of thing. So once you live in power, you have a lot of those experiences daily, mm-hmm. and you feel more connected to others. You feel more connected to yourself. You feel more connected to the cosmos, to nature, yeah. um, and life begins to have such a deep enhancement of joy. It's really breathtaking. I would never change this about myself
0: at this point. Right. I couldn't
1: have said that, you know, twenty years ago, but now I get it that this is truly a gift and. And I can I just speak really quick to that healing aspect because I've had a couple of people say, "Well, I don't want to go out and be a healer, yeah, and the truth is is just your very presence of being on this earth is a healing mm-hmm. force, so you don't even have to do anything. you just have to live, and if you're living, then there's beautiful things that are moving around you, mm-hmm. and you get to just be who you are. Some people will want to do things like what Jack and I do, and some people just want to be. Um, a great parent or grandparent, or, you know, work at a library. It's all healing everything.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. You said that so well, you know, I I feel like we love deeply and just, just that is healing. And so, so first time somebody said to me, you know, just being in your energy is healing. It, 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 like my brain sort of fritzed out because I was an overgiver, codependent. No, I have to do something. I have sure. to, you know, you and I, we mom hard, like we're mom and shit yes. all day. We're like fixing things, we're handling yes. things. And, <laughs> and that's exhausting as opposed to, wow, if I just smile at somebody, if I just, exactly, if I just like ask my butcher at Safeway like how's your day going? Boom, Absolutely. that's it takes. So when you show up and be you, fully you. Yes. So don't take on pressure of like, oh, I got to hear mm-hmm. so I love that you made that distinction because it's not about and I have to learn Reiki now. No, I got to learn hypnosis. Oh no, god, no. no. Yeah,
1: it's uh, for some people it's just too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just yeah. be your full expression. So Miss Tiffany, you are freaking fabulous. I love hanging out with you and Jack. Oh, you and, too. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for sharing the journey because your story really, and especially I love, I love that you always had the knowing that joy was there. Like that, yes. you know, there's always confirmation, all of these, like our soul knows exactly what's supposed to happen. Amen. And what I hear from you. And, and if you guys, I did a, an interview with Tiffany and Jack, which have talked about Surviving COVID, having horrendous side effects from some meds she was on, and like you got to listen to that one as well. <laughs> but, but the, but the like, the soul knowing that brings you to all this—you you wouldn't change anything, and what no. you have lived through, over and over and over, and how it always turns out good on the other side.
1: Always, it's amazing.
0: And you are just the embodiment of that. And you are such a warrior woman and I adore you. And so thank you. Oh, thank
1: you so much. I just love you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. Peace and blessings. And gang, remember, there's always hope and your soul has wisdom. And so even if it appears hard, keep going. Listen to the stories. Keep on going. Know that there are people out there that have survived worse and, and are shining today. And you can do it too. All right. Let's love. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to tereskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no-charge, no-pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.